Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. It's all it's all business here at the Draft Doctors. The Mox Draft site is up, the draft kit is out, brought to you by Game Day Squad, of course. Uh, the links are on the website where you can just uh, click and it'll take you to where you need to go. And of course, there's plenty of great articles being dropped by Matty Faz and Nick Westerman, who are just uh, crushing this preseason. The bar has been raised. Zach Williams, well, we'll get into that a bit later. Jono, how are you? Uh, frustrated, Steve. Frustrated. I know the um, mock site is out today, but loading that data is an absolute nightmare. So if there's any other fantasy content creators out there who want to buy it off us, it's for sale. It's all yours. <laughs> 20, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. <laughs> a couple of casks of... Uh, <laughs> what's your wine? Oh, God. Fuck, I can't drink that anymore. It's like... <laughs> Uh, pack of Marlboros, fine. Yeah, pack of Marlboros. That's probably like eighty bucks these days. Cam, how are oh, you? True. Yeah, doing really well. Maybe just give it to like the you know ex purchaser of the kit. You, you also get a mock draft site. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah. Anyway, something that wasn't very good. Zach Williams, ACL. Mm. Uh, Adam Sard stonks. Jono, you've been ripping the shit out of Adam Sard all preseason. The the cows have come home to roost. Yeah, it's the uh, the old reverse crow, isn't it? Just put the kibosh on Adam's side that he's going to stink it up and the fantasy guys take out Zach Williams. But no, it's no good for Zach Williams. He's, what, he had that one good year when he was playing mid at GWS and since he's come to Carlton, he's sort of been a, a bit of a bust for him, it's on, especially on that large coin as well. But everyone's talking about Adam's side, but I'm like Nick Newman. No one's looking at him. And he, he was actually pretty good last year when as well when... Um, Zach Williams went out injured in the second half of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Taron Thomas stepped away for allegedly messed up behaviour. I think we've seen plenty of that. Uh, Will Powell. Will Powell, the old hand bone, mm-hmm. a couple months. Um, was probably starting to just start to remember how bad players who were coming back from snap in half legs fared. And uh, I know a lot of people were talking up Will Powell, but it seemed hard. Him to be super fantasy relevant, Cam. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have thought so as well. And uh, Adam Trelaw sounds like he can hardly walk still, John. Yeah, not good. He, he's lost his superpowers now that Josh Dunkley's gone to Brisbane and uh, the real Adam Trelaw has stepped back into the fold. Yeah, no good. Anyway, Bulldogs definitely falling out of the eight. Were they in the eight yeah. last year? Yes. Yeah. No Thanks good. to Carlton losing by a point. Ah, that's right. That cost me like 800 bucks. Anyway. We're adjusting the risers and fallers. Cam, why don't you kick it off? Yeah, so I've gone for a special here with, uh, and we'll start with my faller, I think, to start on a bad note, finish on a good one. Uh, both my players are named Martin in the last name. So Dustin Martin is my faller, uh, to start things off. Just looking at the forward rankings and how thin it is in the sort of second, third tier of your rankings. It's pretty easy, or it was at least when I first did my ranks, to find a home for Dustin Martin in that sort of third tier. Um, more and more, I'm regretting that, and I've been sliding him further and further down uh, to the point where he is actually the inferior Martin to, to what we'll talk about uh, as someone who's pump, bumping up. But the news out of Richmond Jack, is that... Jack, Jack Martin. Right Jack, on. Jack Martin. 
wait, what? <laughs> Besmirch. Yeah, um, yeah Dossie, he's just uh, play, training pretty much with the forwards. He Last year had 30-ish percent CBAs in the games that he played. I kind of expect that to continue. And that, if not, regress a little bit with the, the team or players that they've brought in. If that's the case, like his ceiling last year was low. He wasn't super valuable in either format. Obviously more valuable in super coach than AFL fantasy. But for me, it's a. am really happy to let someone else take him on this year. And I'm kind of fading him to the point where I, I wouldn't be in with a chance of getting him anyway. Yeah, so what, what sort of averages does that look like? Is he an F30 something? So an F4, I guess you'd say? Yeah, or... he's he's around that mark for me at the moment. So he's in that same sort of ranking space as Kyle Langford for me, which is, you know, fine. But, yeah, I, and from an average perspective, 75 to 78, probably a little bit higher in Supercoach, probably low 80s. So you obviously have someone like, like let's compare him to, say, a Toby Green, who obviously doesn't get time in the midfield. Mm. But uh, Dusty, you know, Richmond, obviously, super competitive team. They have a lot of quality forwards. Is it just a case where he's not going to get that midfield time or not enough to really make a big difference? And he's also in a team with maybe more um, more competition for, for volume in that forward line. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, you just look at his scores last year. He only played the nine games, right? So it's not um, not like he played a full season at all. But he he really struggled to get enough of the ball to bring a consistent score, which is one of the problems. And then two, um, his just general output had lowered across every statistical line from prior seasons. And Richmond was still competitive. So it's like, well, I just don't see where the upside could come from on a... Last year he averaged seventy-two AFL fantasy, eighty-seven Supercoach. I don't see where that there's upside there, and if there's not upside, then it's same or down, right? And that to me is yeah concerning. So he's a poor man's Tom Papley. That's what I would be saying in public. In Which public, Tom Papley though, yeah. Which wow, well, good point. <laughs> <laughs> Jono, what do you got? Uh, so my faller is. Bailey Smith, now, originally I've ranked him at M12 for AFL Fantasy and M20 for Supercoach, but just looking at it, uh, I didn't actually realise he's only just returned to full training in the last week or so, so he was on a modified program uh, for a hip injury that he carried through most of last year, and one thing about Basil Anker is he's... He's a running machine for the Bulldogs. Like he's out on the wing there, just running up and down all game long. So if he's been on a modified program from the end of last season and only just started running or full training at the end of you know, January, start of February, there's, what, for six, seven weeks before the first game or something like that. So he's lost a lot of that. Like If he has, hasn't been running as much, then there's a lot of that fitness base not there. And one thing that we, we do talk about here is avoiding guys that have missed chunks of the preseason or had a modified preseason coming back through injury. So I'm very cautious of that. And there's been a lot of chatter, you know, Dunkley's gone that he's going to get the increased CBAs. But to be honest, why would you have your best runner, gut runner guy, going the CBAs? Like, you want him still on the outside 
getting that link play, setting up the ball inside 50 from transition from D50. So he had 54% last year. Um, it's probably going to hang around that, maybe a little bit of bump, maybe up to 58 60%, but it's not going to be a huge increase. Um, I reckon they'll keep it tight with McRae, Bond, but they'll look to run through O'Reilly West, Toby McLean, someone of that sort who's done before. So, look, I'm not dropping him off the edge of the earth, but I just don't see that upside. A lot of people are talking about, you know, the talk of him going the M1 and whatnot, but I'm just lighting him out to a point where I'm, I'm happy not to take him. So maybe another five, ten spots down. Well, I'm, I'm happy to miss him. Yeah, I think he's really interesting case, John Owen, and you're certainly spot on in terms of um, picking those guys who have missed a preseason, although I'm going to be on one. I'm going to be on one, but uh, I think he's kind of, like, there's a balancing act, right? There's a balancing mm. act. He can still get a couple of months of solid training in. Um, he's obviously in the main group now, but there's so much opportunity. Adam Trelaw's deceased. Josh Dunkley's gone. Like, that, that, oh, that's, no, like, that's everything. Like, and he, his, oh, his it, first yeah, half it, it, was unbelievable. It's it's all there, but like I said, like you know those queries of that training block. I'm just like, it concerns me as well. But also, I, he's the best outside player at the Bulldogs. So, you know, there's other guys who can do a role that Dunkley was doing. Maybe not as well, but I think they're going to best utilize him on the outside more. But he was already predominantly inside, so it doesn't. Nothing really needs to change. No, but people are talking about that ceiling of him going even better. Like I just can't see that. Fair enough. Well, not can't say it, but I don't think it's going to happen in my in my story. Happy to miss Bailey Smith. Yep. Cam, any Bailey Smith takes? <clears throat> <laughs> I just I, I'm happy to take Bailey Smith. Still, I, I think there's tremendous opportunity for him, and you know I, I appreciate what you're saying around him being the best outside runner that they've got. But that being said. If he's not physically like or not fit aerobically, maybe inside is best like where he's best anyway um, to score points this year. If that's the case, then his score could could be pretty well, pretty massive. Well, they could push him in, into a halfback or forward role if Trelaw doesn't get up. Jeez, you you'd hate to see Trelaw being replaced at halfback, wouldn't you? It's just devastating. Yeah, Ed Richard season. <laughs> It is absolutely Ed Richard's season. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, my, my guy I'll talk about, I am all about moving Lockie Whitfield up my draft board. Whoa, really? Yes. So I was way down on Whitfield. Yeah. I had him as an M7. Uh, he's moved into the M4 range. Mm. Uh, so, it, and it all comes down to role, really. I, I was sort of projecting him to be out on a wing uh, for GWS. Reports are that he's been training across half back. Uh, we probably won't get a great look at GWS over the preseason, but it's really easy to tell a narrative why they would put him at halfback. And, and it all comes down to the to the game style they want to play. They want to play fast up at GWS, mm. or that's what they're alleging. Um, so it makes sense to have a good ball user who can kick it a long way, can break the lines like a Lockie Whitfield rather than having him on a wing, which is a bit of a dead zone if, if they adopt this Richmond Collingwood game plan for fantasy that's why i was really off him the halfbacks are where all the fantasy points are if you look at richmond's recent seasons and even collingwood this year um aside from jack crisp i should say he he obviously played pretty well in the midfield uh it has been the halfbacks 
scoring pretty well. Nick Dacos, you saw as a first-year player, was able to play pretty well. Pendlebury was quite good across half-back. Uh, I think even better at half-back than in the midfield. Uh, we've seen Hooley, we've seen Vlosten, we've seen Short. We've seen all these guys score really well off the half-back in that game style. So I think Whitfield has a better chance to uh, maintain his possessions. He can obviously uh, pick up some easy ball out there rather than the wing. Uh, shouldn't drop away too much in marks. There's always an outside chance he picks up some kick-ins. Uh, as a correlation move, I've dropped Isaac coming down uh, a fair bit, which I just think you have to do if that's the move you're going to make. Uh, and of course, not that you draft for the gain of DPP, but if that's what's happening, then you're probably going to pick it up. But even in, in said that, like you still see Jaden Short finishes an M4 uh, this year, despite him scoring worse in the midfield than those first six weeks where it was at halfback. So I'm, I'm a little bit more comfortable about picking Lockie Whitfield this year if he's back to that halfback role. Are you concerned? Uh, are you concerned with his injury in the preseason because he's he's sort of not trained well, whatever. Well, he's back in training is what I've yeah been told. I know he had the ankle surgery, played through. I mean, he still scored. I mean, if you. Take away where you drafted Lockie Whitfield last year. He still scored pretty well for a guy who was playing banged up. I mm. think it's maybe a little bit different with a veteran player. Um, and across halfback, if you can read the play, you probably find yourself in the right spots more than more than having to chase tail, if that makes sense. So mm. at least that's what I'm telling myself. Okay. I'm, I'm just happy you're ready to be hurt again, Steve. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Let's keep going back to the well with these assholes. <laughs> Next up is uh, Taylor Adams on Steve's draft list. <laughs> Pretty good. Hunter Clark. I can do it again. <laughs> Cam, who you got? Uh, so, Jack Martin. Yeah, no, definitely not Jack Martin. Uh, Nick Martin is is my next one. Uh, this one stems a little bit from what's been coming out of the hangar uh, in preseason. The Bombers moving to a slower game style. Um, it's sort of more kick mark, you know, deliberate movement than that sort of chaos approach that Richmond take and that the Bombers have taken in the last few years. Um, Nick Martin, you know, that that game style favours people who can make space and get the ball in space. And he was their, last year, their best non-defender from a marks per game perspective. Um, and yet he was only ninth for kicks in the team. And the Bombers were 14th or 13th for kicks in the league. There's going to be a fair bit of upside there if they're going to change to a mark kick game style, not just for him, but for the team in fantasy points. I'd expect them to move up from that sort of 13th in kicks to you know, somewhere in the fourth per game, which should should spell good times for Nick Martin, I would have thought. So if he improves his game by two kicks a game and an extra mark, you know, you're looking at someone who's going to average mid-80s, uh, which in a year when forwards are pretty slim, uh, is going to do you pre- pretty pretty darn well. Jeez, might even be more than that in the mid-80s. Where, are you, where have you got him ranked currently? So I've pushed him up to 17, and there is a very good chance he ends up somewhere around 13 or, or 12. Yeah, okay. I've got him at 14. Yeah. And I could see him go 18. 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. I think um, you know it's really interesting to see these new coaches want to adopt this 
move the ball fast at all costs game style, which costs fantasy points. And yet this year we've got a couple of retread coaches coming in. Or three. Three? Is there? Three. Alistair Essendon Clarkson, Essendon, and um, Ross Lyon. Oh, yeah? Mm. So you could see more of a, you know, possession game plan from the old boys. Mm. Not necessarily a bad thing. Oh, enough for fantasy, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jono, who you got? Uh, so my riser this year, he's not the most sexy name going around. He's probably on Team Vanilla. It's Brandon Ellis. Um, now, Steve mentioned at the top of the show that, you know, Will Powell's gone out with that hand bone, six to eight weeks injury. So that looks to be probably around that round one mark for his return. But coming off that um, horrific injury last year and now missing eight weeks, there is every opportunity that he goes back, comes back through the twos and builds a bit more fitness base. So we won't see Will Powell in the ones for maybe the first 10 weeks or so until he gets up up and running. Um, and when you looked at the splits last year with um, Brandon Ellis and Will Powell in and out of the team, Brandon Ellis actually got a 10-point bump. So that's pushing him... You know, a 95 average AFL fantasy and it'd be well over the 100 in Supercoach if that's the case. So that's right up in your, your D1 territories there. Well, currently I've got him at D27, Supercoach D26 for AFL fantasy. So with willpower missing, um, it's certainly he's pushing up my board. And when you're looking at the Suns stats, they were 16th in the competition for marks. Uh, Brandon Ellis did drop a couple of marks in 2022, so you can get that back as well. And also the Suns were ranked 18th for disposals. So um, if the Suns are expected to rise up the ladder, push for finals, then you think they're going to be getting more of the ball, playing a slightly different brand of football where they, you know, the better teams as they go up the ladder are a better, generally a better fantasy team. Uh, so with all that being said, then there's every opportunity um Brandon Ellis could could be that D one, but I'd probably have him somewhere around that twelve to eighteen mark now. I'm, I'm, I've gone pretty keen on Brandon Ellis now. Yeah, it's a really interesting area. A lot of people are talking about Ben Long and um, looking for answers, I guess, in that Suns backline. Mm. I will just I will just say, Jono, that the Gold Coast Suns, whilst they dro- dropped off in a lot of disposals and marks, they improved by three goals. So we we. <laughs> Improved by three goals a game. Some more direct football, you're saying? Well, yeah. But yeah, like, I think you make a good point. Brian Ellis has been a super consistent player. Looks like he's, again, having a very good preseason. And he has gone the ton in both formats beforehand. I mean, it was back at Richmond, but he's been super consistent. So there is an opportunity he does go back to that tons again. But mid-90s is probably where it's at. So you're not, um, we were just discussing, I just want to bring this man's name up. Because oh, he hit the group chat. Rory Atkins. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Is this your guy or? I don't have any guys. There's no guys. No, no, for your riser. For your riser. No, no, no. <laughs> it can't. You, like, you, I can't see it. It can't. It can't. <laughs> you got three more years of him. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you know what? The splits with Rory Atkins and Will Powell out of the team is a 12-point plus for Rory Atkins. Is that for him finishing on 12 points, though? Because he wasn't oh, he in like the to, team? It gets to 58. <laughs> he had, like, four sub-games, though. Yeah. Sub-games. It gets, like, gets, like, to 46 to 58, so it's getting there. 
Just people keep it. Jono is saying keep your eyes out for Rory Atkins on draft day. Everyone heard it. Everyone heard it. Everyone heard it. (laughs) I did write about Rory Atkins many moons ago, I think when we first started this pod, Steve. (laughs) When was it at? Oh, God. As long as you weren't putting his signature to a contract, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a five? I thought it was supposed to be a two. Oh Someone's man, what would you have for that one? <laughs> what would you have to give away to get someone to take that contract? Well, they gave away Will Brody, didn't they, and Jack Bowes? Yeah, yeah, but they had to pay like pick seven to take Jack Bowes. They'd need like we'll give you our three first round picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did you have uh, Brandon Ellis cam? Uh, pretty high already, I think. Let me just uh, double check. Seventeen. Uh, I think okay. anywhere between sort of D10 and down to about D18 is about the same. Like I, I yeah. think all of those could be fine picks. Uh, that, that's a whole tier for me right there. Yeah, I got him in at 15. So probably pretty fair. Pretty fair, I'd say. Uh, anyway, my faller, I had a lot of trouble choosing a faller. I feel like I was pessimistic on a lot of guys and I sort of just figure I'll move them up as the um, off-season progresses. But probably Sean Darcy's the one that I really... I was, I was sort of high coming into the season as I sort of wrote about Fremantle and I was thinking about my positions and plotting a course as to how things happen. Uh, I've really dropped Sean Darcy, so I've got him in at R7 now in AFL Fantasy and I'm pretty certain R6 in Supercoach. And it's, it's just the Luke Jackson thing and it's not so much that anything's changed over the preseason. It's just I've adjusted mentally to, to what my expectations should be. I think the, the midfield's probably going to um, be able to hang on to the ball a bit more. They're not going to need Darcy. Like Darcy just won't get as much of a share. Uh, he'll probably still he'll have his games like he does, but I can also see Fremantle being a team that wants to move the ball a bit quicker as well. So I was considering Ryan as a guy I'd drop. Um, so I'm sort of in on Jordan Clark this year. And I think if they do that, you'd rather Luke Jackson in the midfield than than Sean Darcy as your Ruckman. So I can see him spending a bit of time, a bit more time than maybe I anticipated early in the piece as a uh, as a forward. So that's all. Maybe they I'm catching s- up. They did say it was going to be a 70-30 split in terms of Ruck forward, but that's probably just the typical, you know, Vanilla answer, with, mm. just to throw people off. But I, I think they yeah. they also said that it would depend each week which one of those gets the seventy and which one gets the thirty. Right? Yeah, so that that's the mm. bit that had me a bit concerned. And also, you're paying a bloke, you know, a gazillion dollars to play deep forward. I don't think mm. so. Well, also, I think like, can you imagine you're going to tie up like Sean Darcy? You'd have to be on a pretty good wicket as well. I wouldn't imagine mm. you'd want to tie up you know, massive amounts of coin on one position that's probably not extremely valuable in the grand sense of the game. Mm. So, yeah. You know Cam Rainer's training off halfback. I did. I did see. He got a... There was a little little bump, but... A bump? Yeah. I'm like, get out. He's out of the team. He'll be out of the Lions next year. He'll be asking for a trade. Dan Rich out. that, That whole, like... Brisbane half back line that everyone is it's playing cool. in uh, from cool. the Lions. I, 
Man, I, I was so close to fading um, Kitty. Kitty. Yeah, like yeah. really, really yeah. close. Because I was like, a lot of talk coming out about Connor McKenna and how useful he's been. That was his and, old position. And, and useful and useless, but yeah. Yeah, well. McKenna's not playing, surely. I reckon he, I reckon he gets a game. He's not in the kit as well. Made a all-time blunder, not including him. I think. No, that's fair. Call. I wouldn't include him. He's like he's like Fantasia, all hype and nothing. He just doesn't deliver. Like he'll he'll get he, some sort of soft tissue, and he's like Fantasia. Jeez, hmm. where are we? Hmm. Isn't it Fantasia? Oh. That's his twin. All steak, no sizzle. Those legs are like sticks. You see the photos in the preseason. Yeah. How do you do a tissue injury when there's none? <laughs> what about your <laughs> What about your boy, the the horn? The rumors of him there's it's, an injury. It's fine. Point. Wouldn't worry. Don't worry about it. Down the pub, have a few schooners, imperial pints, whatever they're called. Carb loading. That's fine. <laughs> it's just a bit worried. Might be a bit worried. <laughs> <laughs> value on draft day. Anyway, uh, the listeners hit us up on Twitter with the guys. They are having as a rise or a fall. Mostly, it it's hard to get away from the uh, rises because um, th- there's so many fluff pieces. Mm. Mm. So many fluff pieces. It's all it's all positive spin. Everyone's killing Everyone's it. Having the best preseason. No one's regressing. Well, and it's like like the Brisbane match report. It's like Ashcroft's just like dominating. It's like oh yeah, but also Zorko and Barry and blah blah. Like there was a laundry list of players who were out. And it's like yeah, okay, he might be good, but what happens when these guys come back in? So well, it's what Stato said on another podcast. Like you've got these scratch matches, but they need to fill two teams of midfielders. So yeah, your Caleb Daniels coming in from defense to play midfield all these guys are playing different positions because you need to fill two lines basically so grain of salt stuff basically and and rumor has it johnny there's two wings what really yeah no way the, the interesting thing is i actually did some research i went down to the football ground down at hanlon park down here in lovely portland and i looked from one end and i counted one wing and it was the right wing and I ran around to the other end of the ground and I counted two wings, but it was also the right wing. So there's two right wings. More right wings. No? Oh, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That happened, people. That oh, just yeah. happened. Anyway, uh, Warney's latest adjustment, Perko in the midfield down at Essendon. Archie Perkins. Yes. Is that from a match report or just his gut feel? Uh, Essendon tweeted it out with a question okay. mark. Yeah. yeah. No, he's my sleeper from the kit and I reckon he'll be good. Where did you have him ranked? Uh, pretty high actually because he's forward listed. Uh, I reckon I had him high too, man, already. Yep. Yeah. I have him sitting at 28. But yeah, he... no, I didn't have it that high. I had 38, and I think that's fair. <laughs> There's so many midfielders there. They're like the new GWS. Yeah. <laughs> There's but a I lot mean, of midfielders, and they're all kind of, and the team's kind of bad. But I mean, all of those midfielders still score well enough to be a F2, if you think about it. He, won't, not he to. won't be an F2. Warney's also adjusting on Taran. Taran. I 
think we all are. I think he adjusted on too many other people, by the sounds of it. <clears throat> Ooh. Allegedly. 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 Uh, Miller time is adjusted on Zach Williams, which is a good point. Mm. Ninja Spoon mm-hmm. is adjusting on Draper with a punt ruck likely. Sam has risen in his ranks. It's an interesting one. What is he now? Third, fourth year? Another preseason? It was okay for Supercoach last year. Had the 80-odd average, so... Sure, if they're to improve again, Essendon, then obviously there'll be some improvement there, but could be worth a punt late in your draft. Mini Monk, he's adjusted one Jed Anderson up and the other one down. It should even out. He's also adjusted Will Day up, Elmac slightly up, and Taran way down. What's with the Will Day hate, Jono? It's just too much. Too much for me. I have to find that... Why? Show me where he gets this awesome scoring at Hawthorne when they're Ton of people read the kid. Tell them the kid. Well, he could be a D five. What's wrong with that? I don't want it. You don't want a D five. He's going to play with he's, his. Empty he's on five. the left. He'll be on the left wing yeah. instead of the right wing. Well, yeah. there, I mean, does that wing exist? With the dead not. wing. But also, yeah, apparently, he's touted for more mid- midfield minutes. <laughs> so maybe, maybe he's getting score in the midfield, and you know, he's carrying the water bottles to that seat. <laughs> Jesus. Very good. We're a bit hotter on day than Jono is. Josh, I've adjusted my living room to get the trophy cabinet in as a Sam Flanders owner going into 2023. I like it. I just love how Steve picks someone every year and without fail, they do nothing. I've never gone harder on a player than this. (laughs) Sam Flanders followed us this week on Twitter, listeners. I did see that. Thanks, Sam. I don't mean to bash you. I think you're going to have a great year, but... Steve has the he's the Dossie's curse of the draft doctors. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, you had Hunter Clark last year, you had Ryan oh. Burns the year before. No, they were both last year, weren't they? <laughs> oh okay. where's, where's Jack Martin? How's he doing? Yeah, Jack Martin the year before. <laughs> he's got a good contract. That's what matters. <laughs> uh Frio. Uh he's gone up on Young, I guess that's Hayden Young. Mm-hmm. Up on Ben Long and down on Luke Ryan. And who takes the Taran spot? Let's talk about that. That's an interesting one. Because I was thinking about Aaron Hall, but he's still got that Achilles complaint. But why can't it be Luke McDonald? He's done it before. Why couldn't Big Al, he's the captain or co-captain. Big Al just goes, here, mate. He's the keys to the halfback and fantasy points. I think it could be. Uh, Or Gota. Yeah, there's two youngsters. There's a... um... Whatever his name, Archer, son of Archer. Oh yeah, uh, is apparently going really well playing off the halfback, Goda, and probably Luke Mack. Mm. Salary cappers are mentioning Blake Drury, who's listed as a forward, has been training at halfback. Never heard of him. Is that for? Yeah, wow. Must be first year player then. It second is. year player. Yeah. They've got enough guys there that can fill that role. I don't think they need to go as deep as Blake Drury, but I could be right. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, so we don't know. Yes. <laughs> it might surprise I might take, people, but no I one I think is... taking a flyer on uh, Goda sounds fine in the last round of your draft. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. Ben Cunningham adjusted to fit all of Miller, Warple, and McLean in. Ooh. 
I like the Miller and McLean one. Warple still waiting to see. Wait a minute, that's just that's got to be salary. That cap. is salary. You've you just you you. I bit. got done. You got done. You got salary capped. Fuck Ben. Jesus. He's been around for ages as well, Ben Cunningham. You got you got baited. I think I got it. I think I got him ranked as F eleven. Ben Cunningham. Dotty says Omira <laughs> Ariza Neil to fall. Ooh, Neil to fall is pretty spicy. It is pretty spicy. Well, I think we've all had him down from like what his average would suggest from last year. I think I've got him in the M two categories this year instead of an M one. Yeah, I, I think he. For memory, I think he can go better. Oh, shut up, Cam. I think. I mean, why not? He he was the primary tag target, which brought his scores way down. All, no. all of a sudden, Dunkley's there. There's a little bit more choice for who to tag to take out the game. Oh, they're not going to tag Josh Dunkley, my friend. No way. I don't know. No. Dunkley's never been tagged in his life. It's because you're tagging the Bont if you're tagging dogs. Oh, my God. Rob, Daniel Rich going down. I guess um, Connor McKenna and... Cam Rayner are going up in his book then, if that's the case. Cam Rayner. <laughs> Would you, there's no way you'd even take a flyer on him, surely. Cam Rayner. Unless, unless you show Depend, out in preseason. Depends on how many mountain cultures I have on draft day, Steve. Oh, thank Christ I won't be there. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> Nuffington Post, adjusting purely based on preseason photos, Shield took Tom Green, Petrarca, Jai Cully, Rosie, and Pipes Kingsley. I like it. Yeah, Cully's a good one. Cully's actually a really good one. He could be like a mini Sam Berry this year. He'll be a tackling machine. He'll be in the mid midfield. Um, he's worth. He'd be definitely worth a late round flyer for sure. System of a Dune. He's got Chad Wingard on the way up. Oh, Liam we spoke about that last week. Yeah, it was the Vets program. Yeah, mm. Liam Shields on the way up and Parfit on the way down. I don't hate the Liam Shields take. Yeah, I don't hate it either. DPP. Yeah, could be handy. Scream sub to me. You reckon? Don't you want someone who can impact the game to be the sub? (laughs) But he did play... Did he play as a tagging role under Clarko, or was that Sam Mitchell? Well, he has had... He has tagged in the past. Yeah, but I can't remember if that was under Clarko or not, because if they do decide to run a tagger, then it's... He's, a, he's probably a serviceable 80, 85 in your forward line. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Wouldn't overlook it. Mm. Jaden Evans, Adam Saad now with Zach Williams out. Yep. Very fair. Toby B, Tom Sparrow based on picks and some Demonland training reports. I, I want to push Tom Sparrow further up, but I just find it so hard. For him to... Yeah, I've got him in the kit. It's just... Oh, between him and Gus, I reckon. Something's going to happen there. What, they're going to fight? I hope so. Sparrow would knock the shit out of Angus Brakeshaw. You reckon? Mm. Even with the headgear? I think he'd be alright. Well, he doesn't have a big head. All you got to do is hit him in the head because he's got so many concussions. <laughs> like. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> I was watching videos of Mike Tyson and he was just like, not, people were wearing oh. headgear in his amateur day. Didn't even, like, they were just dead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, and God. like the speed, like it's not sped up footage. He like, he was fast, very fast. Yep. Jordox, uh, Ben Long is a riser on the back of the Will Powell news. 
Miller a two, I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> Salary cap? That doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I think, I, that, I think that's fine. I suppose there has been more and more talk about Miller. And he's a forward as well, so, you know, him. Yeah. Well, like, I, I think we've been pretty fair on Ben Long having him as a lottery pick at the end of the draft. I mean, how much further can you move him up? Because we don't exactly know if he's going to be freed up or locked down or... No, that's right. I think he's one of those interesting ones where, again, he's a he's listed as a forward. So, like, yeah. he, you could be taking, you know, two lottery picks at the end for your F4 and F5, and you might end up with, like, Long and Millera, which sounds crazy, but... You know, they're, they're both pop and yeah. or one pops and happy days. Yeah, exactly. The thing that I like in terms of him as a offensive option for the Suns is that you're likely to get Lemons back there, and he's he's not going to be offensive. He's definitely defensive. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jemino, nearly every ruck down. A bit harsh on the pride. You would think so. Mm. But then. If you're moving every ruck down, did any move at all? What's this inception? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> uh, Oogie Boogie. Sorry, no changes here. And Mini Monk have already mentioned Jed Anderson, so he has nothing. Very good. Carlton Blues. He's moving Chera up. <clears throat> yeah. I think there was a lot of reaction around the Walsh side of things and people were like straight away, oh, got to move Chera up for sure. He'll benefit. But I reckon actually Walsh will be back earlier than expected. And I'm, I'm, I'm pushing up Matt Kennedy just on that video of him tackling the shit out of Paddy Dow. <laughs> no, that was George Hewitt got the... the oh, the George Hewitt, there. was it? Yeah, so George yeah. Hewitt up the boards. Up the boards. Yeah. Yeah, I think I moved Chera up immediately and then I was like, Started to think about it, and he just came back. Yeah, back yeah. gradually <laughs> did the same. I always like to look at my ranks and just consider on draft day. I'm like, would you really take this person over that next one? And just have it like, stay, take your list to the mirror and look yourself in the goddamn <laughs> eye. Go, am I really going to draft Adam Chera over you know whoever? And if like, if, you, oh, if I you couldn't do it, if you blink or shiver while you're saying it, it's wrong. <laughs> Just say their name three times. If they pop up, then you're going to draft them. <laughs> anyway, that'll finish on that note. That's all we got for you, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your support. Uh, everyone who's tapped in to buy the draft kit and who... Uh... Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.